Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Christensen. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen today. Uh, also remember, go check out reallifepharmacology.com. Uh, hit our uh, subscribe button for the top 200 drugs and uh, get that 31-page uh, PDF for free of the top 200 drugs. I discuss uh, lay out the pharmacology in there as well as uh, some of the most important things that you're going to actually see in clinical practice. So again, check that out at reallifepharmacology.com. All right, so let's get into the drug today. Uh, I'm going to talk about nortriptyline. Brand name of this medication is Pamelor. And I certainly do see this uh, medication used periodically in clinical practice. Uh, so first off, it is a tricyclic antidepressant. Uh, I did a little bit of a general overview uh, of TCAs before, but wanted to, to dig down deep uh, with nortriptyline. Because uh, there's definitely some uh, unique quirks with it that I wanted to point out. So the diagnosis that we're most likely going to see with this medication, or at least the most common I've seen in clinical practice, is in association with uh, various types of pain. Uh, technically, it's it's classified as an antidepressant. Uh, it can certainly be used for that. Uh, I've probably seen it more so in uh, nerve-type pain uh, personally. So, you know, you think of diabetic neuropathy, uh, post-hepatic neuralgia, uh, things like that. Uh, but it is off-label. It, it isn't technically FDA-approved for that, uh, but we've got some evidence saying that it uh, can be beneficial potentially in those uh, specific diagnoses. Uh, other kind of unique um, indications that I have seen uh, rarely I have seen it used for uh, chronic headaches. Uh, I have seen it used uh, like second or third line down the road uh, for smoking cessation as well. So uh, kind of a jack-of-all-trades drug. And as I think about this medication, I recognize that uh, it's got a pretty complex mechanism of action and that it does a lot of different stuff which can be good. It may indicate that it might be beneficial for multiple things. Uh, that also can indicate that we might have a pretty wide-ranging adverse effect profile and drug interaction profile, uh, which we certainly do with nortriptyline. So mechanistically, uh, it's going to uh, increase the amount of norepinephrine and serotonin in the brain. Uh, that's the, the simple way of putting it. Uh, it does that uh, primarily by blocking reuptake in the presynaptic membrane of the neurons. So that's how it, how it increases norepinephrine and serotonin. Uh, it also has other activity potentially uh, increasing, or excuse me, blocking histamine. Uh, could also potentially t uh, block acetylcholine. So I'll talk about that a little bit as we uh, get to the, the drug interaction section. So there is, as far as adverse effects go, there is a boxed warning for suicidality risk in uh, pediatric patients and adolescents. So that's important to note. Uh, adverse drug reactions, 
the pro- most common thing that, that I see are anticholinergic effects and sedation. Those are, are going, going to be the ones that, that show up most often. Uh, these are going to be dose-dependent um, generally. So the higher you go on the dose, the more anticholinergic activity you're, you're probably going to get. And just a reminder, constipation, uh, dry mouth, urinary retention, dry eyes, a sedation I mentioned, and uh, also potentially confusion. Uh, that's more likely probably as we use this drug in uh, older patients, um, but certainly something to note. Uh, weight gain uh, can be an issue. So if we're using this in a, in a younger patient um, where we don't want to cause weight gain, that can be an issue uh, with this med. Uh, fall risk and orthostasis, uh, so lower blood pressure rarely can happen uh, with this medication as well. So something to, to watch out for in your uh, geriatric patients. Uh, is also rarely associations with QTC prolongation. So there's a lot of drugs that can do that. Uh, I'll mention that in uh, the drug interaction section as well. Now monitoring, this is an interesting one. Um, certainly we think about some of those adverse effects and keeping an eye out for that, you know, whether it's blood pressure, whether it's, you know, EKG, QTC prolongation, if you've got a patient at risk for that. Um, those are important monitoring things, obviously, as well as success of the treatment, whether you're using it for pain or depression or whatever you're using it for. Um, this drug uniquely for depression has therapeutic drug levels that we target, and those levels are 70 to 170. Uh, they maybe can vary a little bit depending upon the lab and depending upon the units, obviously, you're using. Uh, that's nanograms per mil. Um, but that is one really, really unique thing. Any uh, typically SSRI, we usually don't uh, target drug levels. We simply escalate on the dose. We target our res- based upon uh, the response from our patient. We don't necessarily uh, do drug levels routinely in uh, with a lot of the common antidepressant meds. So uh, kind of a unique thing there. Onset of action. So this is a little bit controversial and a little bit muddy. Um, as an antidepressant, uh, you're going to see those beneficial effects likely weeks down the road. You're not going to see it within the first week, uh, at least in most situations. Now, pain, that activity you may see a little bit sooner, uh, maybe within a few days. But in some patients, uh, I have seen it take longer, where maybe it's a, a few weeks before we, we start seeing that, that pain benefit. So that can be a, a little bit muddy. Um, and you might need to be a little bit uh, patient with the onset of this medication, uh, regardless of, of the indication that you're uh, using it for there. All right, so let's take a quick break from our sponsor, and we will finish up on drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material, uh, if you're looking to pick up some clinical pearls from educational readings, uh, definitely go check out meded101.com store. Again, meded101.com slash store. Uh, We've got pharmacotherapy, ambulatory care, uh, MTM, as well as geriatric pharmacist certification study materials. So go scope them out. Uh, You can find links to our NAPLEX content as well if you're a student preparing for that. And then, of course, all our clinical pearls, uh, books and audible books and things of that nature as well. So go check that out, meded101.com slash store. 
All right, so let's finish up on drug interactions. So first off, uh, nortriptyline uh, is broken down uh, through the SIP pathway, and that is definitely one of the primary mechanisms that this drug is broken down, and it's SIP2D6. So if you go back to bupropion, I, I talked about you know a few of those drugs that can do that. Uh, we've also got numerous uh, additive drug interactions with nortriptyline. So we think about some of the effects that this drug can cause: anticholinergic activity, uh, your you know Benadryls, your hydroxyzine, cyclobenzaprine, uh, even in some of your inhaled anticholinergics particularly in relation to uh, exacerbating like dry mouth, for example, um, they can all have additive effects on top of the nortriptyline and potentially make some of those symptoms worse. Uh, dementia medications, so acetylcholinesterase inhibitors, uh, your denepazils, your uh, rivastigmines, uh, those effects, those benefits from those medications could be blocked by an anticholinergic medication like nortriptyline. Uh, and then, of course, we've got to think about QTC prolongation. I mentioned that, you know, your uh, quinolone antibiotics, your amiodarones, your antipsychotics, uh, medications along those lines, those can have potentially uh, additive effects. And the, going back to the mechanism of action, increasing serotonin, increasing norepinephrine, if we've got other meds on board that have additive effects there, uh, we could have issues. You think of, uh, you know, tramadol, for example, uh, and then of course other antidepressants, SSRIs, SNRIs, and MAOIs. So typically we don't um, use TCAs with an SNRI. Okay, mechanistically it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to do that, and you might put that patient at uh, risk for more adverse effects than it's worth. So. Um, Typically, I, I can't say I've never seen it, but um, by and large, you should generally question it if you see a patient on an SSRI or an SNRI with um, a tricyclic antidepressant like nortriptyline. So a little bit of uh, clinical practice experience there. Certainly, uh, don't be afraid to at least ask the question uh, to the provider who's uh, prescribing those medications because I've seen it numerous times. Um, where uh, maybe a, a primary provider um, wasn't uh, communicating well with the psychiatrist or, or vice versa. A patient started seeing a new provider, and then all of a sudden we didn't know that they were already on a TCA, and then maybe an SSRI gets added or an SNRI, um, and then we uh, kind of double up and add up on that mechanism and cause some, some potential uh, risk for additive adverse effects like serotonin syndrome. So I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast today, um, do me a solid and, and definitely go leave a rating review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. That's greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, if you're in the market uh, for board certification study materials uh, and or just looking for a, a good book to pick up some clinical pearls on, uh, definitely go check out meded101.com slash store and find all the links uh, to everything there. I'm going to sign off for today. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.